You're listening to Stepping Stones of Faith. I'm Pastor Josh. I would like to invite you to embark with me on a journey, a journey of biblical study. Through practical application of the Word of God, it is my prayer that you grow in greater relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. Please join me as we journey to the next stepping stone of faith. You know, we see in we see in the New Testament when when Jesus was on the cross, God had to turn his face away from the sin. He's saying, Hide your face from my sin and restore into me a clean heart. Now, this isn't just make my mind right. This isn't just, you know, get my head screwed on straight so I'm walking with you. But this is like the inner being, the innermost part of man. He desires a clean heart, intimate relationship, a, a relationship that is fully sold out on God. He says, renew and renew a right spirit, renew a right spirit. So, so he's acknowledging, again, he's acknowledging that his spirit is not right with God. He's probably got greed. He's probably got envy. He's probably, we know he had covetousness, Got Absolutely. all these things, and these spirits are reigning and ruling and reigning. He says, "He says, restore in me a right spirit, renew a right spirit, the one that comes from God, not just one that I know I'm okay with God here, but one that I know I'm okay with God from the inner man out." And that's interesting. You you had brought that out earlier. When we're right with God in here, in our heart, in our inner man, that will blow forth. In our, in our actions and deeds, and it will show. And David is saying, I want to be clean. I want to be right with you. I want to be have the right spirit. I want to have the right, and with the right spirit comes the right attitude. You know, if you think about that, right, right living produces right speech, produces right, you know, right, right relationship produces right speech, produces right life. Okay, so, so we, we need and desire, we should anyway, this from God, because if we don't, then then we're just working here and not working in the heart. We got to be working in the heart in order for the head, because the heart always goes leads, and the head follows suit, and the actions follow suit. That's why it says, um, you know, James always talks about you know taming the tongue. Well, my 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 thing, and that is the the tongue gets a bad rap for for a bad heart issue. That's my thing, but see, the, because the heart will lead, whatever you whatever you've got in your heart will lead your life, and he's saying he wants to be led by a right spirit of God. He don't want to be led by the other stuff anymore. He wants to be led by the spirit of God, the right with rightness with God. Yeah, I, I I think you hit it right on the head. I I, I don't know if your ver, your uh, your your Bible said this, but. I like the, the word create. He knows something different needs to happen in him. And he only he knows the only one that can do it is the creator of all life. And that is God. He says, create in me. I know that my heart is not right. I come from a sinful nature, but Lord, I need you to create within me this heart. You know, so he sees the desire of how much he, more he needs God to create this inside of him because he can't do it on his own. He needs the help of the Holy Spirit. He needs the help of God to 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 work this uh, work this sin out of his life. And we need to see it the same. 
We have to work this sin out of our life. We are forgiven for our sin. Don't get me wrong. As believers in Jesus Christ, we are washed in the blood of the Lamb. But that sin will try to sneak back in, and what we have to do is try to purge it again and again. But the only way we can do that is be in right relationship with God and continue to ask Him to work by His Holy Spirit to move this sin out of our life. You know, that's right. Like Paul said, like Paul said restore, he said, uh, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That's what that, that's what that comes out to. We can't, we can't just always be, um, we're saved once and we can do what we want. Working out your salvation with fear and trembling is a process we call sanctification. That process is a working of the Holy Spirit, a working of God. And that is a, it's a work of God, but it's also a work of, of us. We have to, we have to um, desire that. We have to desire that working. He yeah, goes on. Sure. He goes on and he says, restore to me. Oh, did um, verse, verse 11. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your, take your Holy Spirit from me. Verse 12, restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with your with your willing spirit. Man, <laughs> do not cast me from your presence. Man, do not take your Holy Spirit from me. He knows without God, he's nothing. He knows that's right. That whole that whole verse, right? Those two whole two verses right there. He knows. I, I can imagine he's thinking of his whole life coming in from the field and Samuel anointing him as king, this little ruddy kid who, who God sees as king and, and he sees this whole process. He says, without you, I'm nothing. That's what he's basically saying here. Restore to me. The um, says, um, do not cast me from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. He knows God's leading and guiding him. He knows God gives him the things he needs by the power of his Holy Spirit. He calls it the Holy Spirit here. So, so he understands basically what comes from above. He's understanding here that the good that he has in his life doesn't come from his own fortitude and his own knowledge and his own whatever. It comes from God. Don't read, don't your, your Holy Spirit because if you do. Nothing good will come of my life. You see, because he he sees the good that God is doing. And he sees the good that God has given him. He doesn't want that to, to stop. He screwed up, yes. But his attitude is, God, I want to be right. Not just right here, but right all the way through. From the, from the morrow, through the spirit, the body. And it leads out into our actions and deeds and words. He desires this. From the Holy Spirit, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Uphold me with your willing spirit. When when we're in sin, are we joyful? I don't think so. We can we can put on a smile, but I don't think I don't think the joy is there. I think we 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 walk away from that joy. We walk out of that that joyfulness that God can give us, and it's just not there. And 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 you see that manifested in attitudes and outlooks on life and things like that. If the joy isn't there, you're not going to be very, you're not going to be very joyful. You're not going to be, you're not going to have a good outlook. You're not going to have a good attitude. About but he's saying, 
Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit, with your willing spirit. He wants God to uphold him with his righteous right hand. You know, he, he's acknowledging, he's here, he's acknowledging again, I'm, I'm nothing without you. You hold me up. You give me what I have. You've given, you, you gave me victory over Goliath. You've, you've given me knowledge to be able to fight wars. You've given me these things. I can't do without you. Uphold me with your right hand, your willing spirit in your right hand. Uphold me because I can't uphold myself. That's basically. Yeah. I, yeah. I see, I see in that exactly what you're talking about. And we, we do see a transition now in this Psalm to more of a gratitude that uh, David has. It's like, he's going back uh, and saying, Lord, I remember your salvation. I know your salvation. I know that you can restore these things to me. It's like now we're building in verse 12. We have built up to a place where he says, I know of this stuff already, God, and I know that you can do this. I want this once again. And he's just he, he just he, he's he's given all everything over to God because he says, and uphold me with your my Bible says a generous spirit. And that's true of God. He is a generous God. He is full of loving kindness, just like it said at the beginning. He said, according to your loving kindness, have mercy on me, Lord, like in verse 1. So he says it again, uphold me with your generous spirit, Lord. I know that you have a generous spirit. I know that you love me. And I'm asking, it's almost like he's, it's almost like he's getting stronger as this song goes on, verse by verse, that now he's really understanding that, the salvation is there. Like the even the word restore brings about the point that God's restoring something within him. Restoring me, Lord. I know that I messed up. I know I'm a sinful man. But Lord, I come to you once again for your restoration. Just like you spoke about sanctification. So restoration comes with sanctification. We need to be restored and restored and restored. Because God's willing to do that. He does have many tender mercies. He does have loving kindness. So if we have done something wrong, or whoever, somebody might be watching this that's done something wrong, understand that he wants to restore you. He wants to give you a, he wants to give you his spirit. Lord. He has a generous spirit, and he wants to lift you up and put you back in right position uh, under his righteousness. Yeah, I I really enjoy the, the next verse here. Yeah, go ahead. He's going to do something with it. God's doing all this. He's not going to sit on it anymore. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will re and sinners will return to you. He's not saying forgive me, cleanse me so I can just go on. He's saying forgive me, cleanse me so I can know what it's like so I can tell others about it. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? Hallelujah. Isn't that what we're called to do? Jesus said that in, in the book of Acts, he said, wait until you're endued with power on, from on high, baptized with the Holy Spirit. For what? So that you are my witnesses. That's right. why we experience these things. We're to be telling people about it. We're to be talking to people about the Lord. That's what the purpose of these podcasts are. Telling yes. people about the Lord. Amen. And the things that we've experienced, as well as what we learn from the scriptures. He then yeah. goes on and he says, uh, deliver me from, from blood guiltiness. 
O God, God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. Man, he's not only going to tell people, he's going to shout it from the rooftops. Yeah. What God has done. Yeah. We always you can see it. Go ahead. Sorry, you can, you can definitely see the change here in David. He's like, Lord, I've done wrong. Now let me teach others that are doing wrong because there are others out there doing wrong. Here he is a leader that has done wrong. David is, the, this is King David. This isn't just David killing Goliath. This is King David. And he knows he's done wrong, but he also knows that there are other, to me, he knows that there are other people out there, even us today, that are doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Like, uh, you know, causing bloodshed, murder. You know, we're, we're even seeing that in our world right now. There's uh, wrong things going on. But yet he says, let me be converted. Uh, let me, uh, in, in the end of verse 13, he says, and the sinners shall be converted to you. I love that. The sinners sh are going to be converted to you. All, all this bad stuff that's happened, all these sins that he's committed, but yet he sees where God can take it and turn it to good. I see a whole different David uh, here in verse 13. He's just like, Lord, let me learn from this and let me teach it to others. I am a leader and I want to, and he takes it very serious. And he says, let me teach the transgressors because I, because he has transgressed against you know, against God. Now he can teach others not to transgress against God. Now you can see, you can see the the, the change here in David. You know, from yeah. from verse one to verse um, eleven, or verse twelve. Yeah, twelve. Yeah, he is. He is. He's downtrodden. He's before God, and then you can just see in the picture God lifting all the weight of that sin off, and then he becomes victorious, and he's 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 feeling energized in God and victorious in God. And he says, now I'm, I'm going to, I'm not just going to sit on this. I feel, you know, God, you touch me. I'm going to show people. I'm going to shout it from the rooftops. I'm going to teach people. Amen. And because of that, people will get converted to you because of Hallelujah. what you've done for me today. People will get converted to you. And that's a question. And that, and that, and that is a thing, man, that, that transcends to, to today, you know, 1133, my time, 530 2020 what is what god has done for us we should be telling people why because people will come to the lord people will it does not come to him void he will come to the lord why don't you go ahead and do the next couple verses there shannon i've been hogging the oh it's all good no worries uh, I think you left off at 14, but I'll go ahead and read it. It says, deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed. Remember that I, I think what he's uh, what he's meaning here, he actually did cause bloodshed. David didn't do it himself, but he remembers that he had Uriah the Hittite killed. That was Bathsheba's, uh, Bathsheba's husband. So he says, deliver me. He needs delivered from this, from the guilt he has got a guilty conscience here. He still is. He knows he's guilty of what he's done. David does. So he's just pretty much telling God, I know I've done wrong. He says, oh, God, the God of my salvation and my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. So, Lord, all he's doing is asking the Lord, cleanse me of this so I can just rejoice as I did before. I want to rejoice in the power of the things that you've done, especially 
washing away his sins like he's done. Here and also uh, verse 15, O Lord, here he is again, open my lips and my mouth shall show forth your praise. Oh, hallelujah. He's on the move, man. Like you said, he's shouting from the rooftops. He's saying, oh, Lord, open my lips. He's not asking for David's words to come out. He's saying, Lord, open my lips. May the praises come unto you through me. The Holy Spirit works through us and allows us to give the praise to God. You know, if we if we could get out of the way some of the time, I think that's what David's saying. Lord, get me out of the way and let let me just give praise to you from the inside out where the Holy Spirit lives. Let me give the praise that is due to you. You know, so he is just saying, I am going to just keep on bringing this before you because you are a God that's worthy to be praised. First, uh, did you have anything to add to that? Uh, no. Okay. Verse 16, for you do not desire sacrifice or else I would give it. we got to remember that we're in the Old Testament um, uh, context, okay? So that was the thing you would do. You would give sin offerings for that, right, Pastor Josh? They would yes. give sin offerings, correct? So what, what he's saying is you're not desiring that type of sacrifice, Lord, He's not, you're not, you, you do not take delight in a burnt offering right now because that's just an outward way of doing things. Then verse 17, he says, the sacrifices of God, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. These, oh God, you will not despise. In other words, he's saying, God, you're going to despise me giving you a sin offering or any type of other offering or a sacrifice of an animal, he says, God, you want the sacrifice of my heart being rendered to you, being broken to do your will. Um, I actually uh, looked up contrite, uh, contrite, and it says, uh, the, in the dictionary, it says, filled with a sense of guilt and the desire for an atonement. He he needed atonement. He had sinned, and he needed a covering over his sin. But he didn't just need a covering of um, a covering of a bull or a uh, what or a lamb. He knew what he needed. I think we see some of the New Testament coming out in this psalm also. That the the only atonement that was going to be good for him was God Himself. And we find that atonement in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, Pastor Josh. I know you know this, but I'm kind of on a roll here, so sorry. But I'm just saying that I think we see a glimpse of Jesus here, that the only atonement that's going to take care of him is what God has to offer. Not any bulls, not anything like that. But he says, I, God, I know that you won't despise me if I have a broken and contrite heart to you. If I will give these sins over to you, if I will have a repentant heart towards you, Lord, and allow you to change me, that is something you will not despise. It's kind of like he's desiring here, um, not an Old Testament covering, but a New Testament cleansing, where it's it's from the inside out, not the not the outside over you. 
but from the inside out, a cleansing. It's almost like a new covenant cleansing is what he's desiring here. And 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 we're seeing when when he says it's not a burnt offering that you that you desire, but a, a contrite and broken heart. That's a that's of the inner man. That's a cleansing. That's not a covering. That's a cleansing. Because if you go to and you do, you know, they do the once they were doing the once a year uh, offering for sin. They would you know bring the bull or bring the ram or whatever. I thought I believe it was a lamb without spot or wrinkle. And they every year they would they would give that. Uh, the priest would sacrifice that for the covering of the sin for the whole, whole year. David's saying, that's not what you want from me. You want a clean. I want a cleansing. You desire a cleansing because even though, because see, here's the difference. Even though it's covered, the sin was covered every year. The people didn't change. The sin was just covered. David says, I want more than a covering. I want a change. And that can only come from the inside. You can't just cover somebody and, hope they change in the degree David is saying that he wants to change. That's, that's a, that's an inward man cleansing. That's why I say it's more likened to a new Testament cleansing more than an old Testament covering. Um, and that's what he's basically saying here. And he goes on and he says, do good to Zion in your good pleasure, build the walls of Jerusalem in verse 19. Then you will be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness with burnt offering and whole burnt offerings, then they will offer young bulls on your altar. So in other words, he's saying here, uh, he's acknowledging that it has to be a, a real change. There has to be a real change. You can't just have a, have a covering, but you got to have a real change. That's what this is all about. The inward change of man, the inward change yeah. of man. Yeah, I think we see the leadership once again in verses 18 through 19 of David. He says, do good, do good in your good pleasure to Zion. He loved the Zion. He loved the place of worship. That's where they went to worship. And then he says, uh, build the walls of Jerusalem. He wanted it protected. He wanted what God had put together. He wanted it protected. And in verse 19, then you shall be, now he's saying you shall be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offerings and whole burnt. He says, now you'll, you'll take these offerings. You know, it, it starts with leadership, Pastor Josh. And, 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 and in leadership, if, if people see David, uh, at D David as what he did, okay, then, then those people underneath him are going to think it's okay to do those types of things. So here I, I just believe now all of a sudden there's been a renewing and he wants to see the sacrifices and things take place in the temple once again. You know what I mean? He wants to build a temple. Obviously, he doesn't get to build that temple. His son Solomon builds that temple that uh, all these offerings and burnt offerings come to. But in the end, he I like it here. It says, the sacrifices of righteousness. That isn't a, Burning a bull or anything like that is not a sacrifice of righteousness to me. It comes from the inward part. We we are not righteous. The only well, I'm sorry, we are righteous, but the only way we're righteous is through the blood of Jesus. And the only way that they understood at that time they could be righteous was by sacrifices, right? That's how they understood it in the Old Testament, correct, Josh? So yeah, that's right. 
Yeah. So I just think he's he 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 loves Zion so much. Now he's back in right relationship with God. He's been cleansed. He's been purged with the hyssop. He's been washed. He's uh, he's cleansed, and he, he he senses the salvation of God upon him. And uh, now it's time to get back to doing the worship that they have been called to do as a community in Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, like I said, this is all, this is one of these things where David is, God's using David's psalm to give us a picture of the New Testament covenant. You know, this psalm here deals with, because I, I like how he says, uh, then you will be pleased with these sacrifices of righteousness. The sacrifices that they were giving were sacrifices for sin, be because of sin. Sacrifices for righteousness, to me, anyway, in my opinion, speaks more about I'm doing what I do because I love the Lord. Even though it's a sacrifice for me, I'm loving the Lord in doing it. And, I, I, and it's, not a, it, it's not a sacrifice out of obligation, but a sacrifice out of desire to know God more. That's a sacrifice of righteousness. And that's what he's saying, I think. And his leadership, you talked about leadership. You know, you had talked about, you know, if you if you uh, were wrong leader, then people would think what you're doing is right. He's saying here, I don't want to lead that way anymore. I want to lead from the leading of God. He, he's he's giving himself over to the lordship of, of God to lead the people and to lead his his nation. And so he's he's saying that he, that's what he's saying here. And we know, and I know from from business school, and you probably you've had these kinds, probably seen this or heard this too, or probably ap apply this in your ministry. You lead by example. If you want a certain behavior modeled in your church or in your business or in whatever case, you model that behavior before other people. And so David is modeling a behavior of walking with God being right before God, not only not only covered, but cleansed. And he's he's walking this out in front of them. Then he said, and he said up there in the that others will be converted to you. That's his whole point now. That's his whole plan. That's his whole thing. He wants he wants to go rightly before God so that others can be changed just like he was, experience the same thing he was, he has experienced. And he's willing to do it. He's willing to, to lead, be, be led of God, to, to walk in the ways of the Lord, and not only do that, but also tell people and instruct people on how to do it. And so that's a good thing. That's really good, Pastor Josh. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. This has been a great psalm to go through, brother. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy this psalm. I enjoy this psalm. This is one of the psalms that uh, is, is, is a go-to psalm for me, not because I'm a sinful man. But just because if you want to if you want to see the heart of David, this is a psalm that tells you shows you the heart. Although although all the psalms are good, this this shows you the the man who the man was in the in the innermost part. Um, so that's why I like this psalm. I like this psalm a lot. It, it, it's a good one. So that's my uh, encouragement to you today, folks. If you've watched this and got all the way through to the 55 and 20, 22 minutes, 22 seconds, whatever it is, if you've gotten through this, I want to encourage you to read the psalm for yourself, prayerfully consider it, 
allow God to use it. Get your Bible out, piece of paper, pencil or pen, take some notes. Allow God to teach you through his word. Amen. Let's go before the Lord in prayer, and then we will um, go on to the rest of our day. Amen. Father, we thank you today, Lord, for your blessing. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, we pray right now for those that are watching this. Lord, we pray that you would speak to their innermost being. Lord, that you would that they would desire a relationship with you. Father, that others through this ministry of reading, walking through Psalms, or just a ministry that, Lord, you're already working on in their heart, that, Father, they would come to know you. And, Father, they would know that they need to repent, that they need to turn their life to you, just as David did here. That, that this psalm would be used as a guideline and a platform of knowing how to pray repentant. Father, I pray that those that are listening here today, that maybe they are of may, maybe they're following you, but this would be an encouragement to them. Lord, that your word would encourage their hearts that you've not left us nor forsaken us. You are with us, you're walking with us. You see our our, our need, you see our desires, Lord just as much as you see our sin. And Father, I pray that, Lord, whatever needs need to be met, Lord, you would meet those needs. Father, I pray right now that you'd be with Becky, Lord, and that you'd be with uh, the other gentlemen, Father, right now with COVID-19. Father, I pray that you'd touch their bodies right now. Father, that Becky would feel a release of that sciatic nerve. Father, that she would feel, Lord, your spirit and, and hand upon her right now. Lord, that she would feel your healing hand in Jesus' name. And Lord, she would have restful sleep, restful sitting. And Lord, we thank you for that. Be with our friend here that has COVID-19. Father, I pray that you'd be with him. Lord, minister to him as well. Bring healing and wholeness to him. Father, and bless him. May he feel your presence now in Jesus' name. And Lord, I ask that you'd be with us today. Give us a good rest of our day. And Lord, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like to leave you with a blessing. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. May he turn his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. All right. Well, you've been watching the Walk Through the Psalms with Pastor Josh and Shannon. Tune in uh, next week. We'll be doing a couple more. These are split up into two, two shows. So uh, enjoy them, watch them, study them. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.